Joel 2 verse 12 says, Even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring the elders, the children, the babies, even the bridegroom, let him leave his room and the bride her chamber. What does it mean? He's saying leave all your very important task aside and come to God begging for his mercy. Come to God in repentance. Come to God in tears and in fasting. In the parable of the wedding banquet that is seen in Matthew chapter 22 uh, verses 1 to 10. When the king is sending the invite to the people, each of them, you know, gives excuses and they are very genuine excuses. Uh, one says, you know, I have just started a new business. I need to take care of it. Uh, one says, I've just gotten married and I need to spend time with my wife. One says, I've got to tend to my sheep and my cattle. You know, these are very genuine excuses. Uh, he didn't give the excuse that I'm lazy to come or, uh, you know, I, I have nothing better to do, but I'm not interested in coming to the banquet. No, these were all genuine excuses. But God is saying, leave all that aside and focus on God. Focus on the things of God. Prioritize God and his kingdom. God never says, leave everything. Don't do anything for the people around you and just think of me and pray and sit there. No, God is not saying that, but he's saying, prioritize me put me first the kind of attention that you give the vain things of this world you give me you show me that you are genuinely interested in winning my favor you're interested in having a relationship with god so he's saying return to me with fasting and weeping and mourning have you ever heard the people of today coming to god with fasting and weeping and mourning. At the most, we would just say a prayer at the end of the day and say, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. And most of the time, we don't even mean it. It's like recorded statements that we utter without feeling anything. But God says, rend your heart and not your garments. What does he mean by rend your heart and not your garments? You know, this is a statement that is very similar to another verse that we saw a few days ago where he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So it says you rend your heart, not your garment. You know, uh, the actual meaning is rend your heart and then rend your garment. Now, as we know, the heart is inside. So God is saying, first, get your inside right. First, clean up your heart. First, give me your heart and then your garments, then the outside. You know, Jesus uh, told the Pharisees also this similar thing. He says, first clean the inside of the cup and then focus on the outside. In the case of the Pharisees, what happened was they were so focused on looking good on the outside. They wanted perfection on the outside. They didn't focus so much on the inside. For example, 
let's take the command of uh, you know do not commit adultery probably they were very strict in not committing the act of adultery the physical act of adultery but then jesus came and redefined what adultery was he said even if you look at a woman lustfully you have committed adultery in your heart so what jesus was trying to say is even if you are actually physically not committing the act of adultery just thinking all that in your heart is equal to committing adultery so what he is telling is try to set right the things in your heart first and then what comes out will be meaningful and valuable in the eyes of god you know if we were to literally take the statement rend your heart and not your garments and put it into practice it would be like this it's like you know i love god in my heart but uh, i don't have to worry so much about my garments garments are uh, you know what is on the outside so uh, it also speaks of your deeds or your actions so uh, you know um, uh, what if i ha- had love for god in my heart but outside i am not so bothered about my garments because god said not to be bothered so i keep on doing all the old things that i did but in my heart i have a great love for god is that uh, acceptable in the eyes of god you know the pharisees did that they focused solely on the outside on their garments or their deeds but their hearts were not right before god their hearts were not in love with god so jesus says first set right your heart attitude and then let your outside attitudes match your heart attitude he's not saying only focus on your heart and leave the outside actions you don't have to bother about them that's not what god is saying similarly when god says i desire mercy not sacrifice He's not saying you just have a compassionate heart uh, you don't have to offer any sacrifices to God. He's saying sacrifice without mercy is useless. No point bringing sacrifices to God. No point rending your garments to God when you have no mercy when your heart is not involved in it. So set right your heart attitude. Do not be like the Pharisees. Jesus actually quoted this verse He said, you know, you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside but full of filthy bones on the inside. The Pharisees ignored the heart relationship with God and they were solely focused on their garments or their outward deeds. And the believers of today are so focused only on the heart attitude and not on the deeds or the garments. with both these uh, types of people god is not satisfied god wants us to rend our heart and then our garment it's not one instead of the other it's one accompanying the other god wants mercy followed by sacrifice god wants our heart to be set right and then our garments god not only wants a clean heart he also wants clean hands in the psalms we see verses that signify hand and heart both must go hand in hand just feeling things with your heart and not doing anything with your hands are of no use to god and doing things for god without a clean heart is also meaningless to god he is asking us to first set right our heart attitude and then abound in the outward deeds that will bring him the glory no human can look into the heart of another person only god can so god says clean the inside of the cup then the outside will also be clean 
So let's focus on our heart and let it not stop there. Let it extend to our garments as well. Let it extend to our actions as well. Let it extend to our deeds as well. And it continues to say in Joel 2.17, Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. See how merciful God is. He's telling us what to pray and how to pray. And the thing is, we don't know what to do because we don't read the word of God. Now, Joel 2.18 says, The Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. And verse 23, it says, Be glad for he is faithful. Verse 25, it says, I will repay you for all the years the locusts have eaten. You will have plenty until you are full and you will praise the name of God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel and I am the Lord your God and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. So all these are promises from verse 25 to verse 27. These are promises about how God is saying I will repay all that damage and loss that you have endured. I will give you plenty, uh, you know, that you will never again be shamed. These promises are valid only to a person who rends his heart and then his garments. These promises are valid only for the one who returns to God genuinely. You know, who returns to God with all their heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. You know, uh, when you come to God this way, when you return to him with all your heart, uh, that is by fasting and weeping and mourning, uh, you know, you show that you're really serious and desperate. And that's what God wants. He's not looking for superficial people. He is not looking for people, uh, you know, who utter a lot of empty words, but that's it. They do not have the craving, the desperation to say, come what may, I want to win the favor of God, come what may. I'm ready to give up anything because God is that important for me. I need God in my life. We all know things that are not done from the heart, things that are not done with a deep desire in one's heart, those things are things that are done half-heartedly, has very little life. But things that are done with passion, things that are done with love for somebody, they last forever and ever. And that's exactly what God is looking for. So rend your heart and then your garment. Thank you.